and welcome to the Heal, Equip, and Release podcast. I'm your host, Karen Cruz. I'm a wife, a mom of five, a licensed counselor, and I am so passionate about seeing women set free as they are healed, equipped, and released into their God-given identity and purpose. Scripture tells us that God made each one of us with a specific plan and purpose in mind, and His plan for our lives is meant to lead us to a future of hope, blessing, and unshakable peace. However, today many of us find that we are far from experiencing this promise in our daily lives. The truth is, we are in a war, and the battle plan of our enemy is to wound us in such a way that we miss out on the fullness of God's vision for our lives. In this podcast, I will walk with you and lead you to an experience of God's healing that will renew your mind, reignite your spirit, and set you free to joyfully fulfill the unique mission God has placed on your life. Hey friends, just wanted to check in with you real quick and remind you that this week um, until Sunday night, considering extending it into the week, but for right now the cutoff is Sunday night, is your last chance to register for the Lent journey through rewriting your story with God, with Jenny and me this Lent. It is going to be awesome. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just super excited to journey with you in a way that I haven't yet done. Just really you know, sharing with you vulnerably about some of my story and the way that God is, has worked and continues to work with me through just the healing, you know, that I also am going through and, and just walk together and journey together, Jenny too. And so we just really want to encourage you to prayerfully consider joining us. The price is only a hundred dollars for the whole, all seven modules that you have access to for the rest of your life, as well as the community that is offline. So you do not have to be on social media to be a part of this. There's just so many things that you're going to get to be a part of that extend even beyond Lent. So please consider joining us. I thought this was a great, um, this episode today partners well with this whole Lenten journey because it's all about looking at your story and inner child work, looking at that like little, the little story of the child within you who often didn't get a voice or, or has a, has a need to express their story and, and receive the healing that maybe they didn't get to receive. So I'm really excited to share this with you today. And again, I just hope that you prayerfully consider joining Jenny and me this Lent. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. God bless. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast today. I am really excited because I have a special guest and a new kind of friend that I met through the wonders of technology and social media, which I don't always sing the praises of, but I will today <laughs> for the reason that I get to introduce to you, Bria Hannon, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist from Arizona. And I am just so excited for her to share some of her expertise with both of us today because we're going to be with all of us, I should say, because we're going to be talking about something that's kind of new to me as a therapist, something I'm not um, trained in, but I find really interesting because um, it goes well with my passion, which is helping people look at their story and do story work. And uh, Bria, I found out about her work in doing inner child um, therapy with people. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and where it can intersect with prayer. But before we jump into that really fun topic, I um, want to give Bria a chance to kind of introduce a little bit about herself, tell a little bit about herself to you guys. So thanks for being here, Bria. Yeah, thanks for having me, Karen. Um, so yeah, my name is Bria Hannon and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I'm licensed in Arizona, California, and Missouri. And I'm currently working on a license in Wisconsin. So I'm kind of all over the map. Wow. And I am Catholic, practicing Catholic wife, mother of one uh, daughter. She's 13 months right now. 
Um, and I'm just enjoying everything right now. I'm enjoying the gift of motherhood and um, to be in this profession and helping people um, just support the inner child and also just their emotions and doing a lot of trauma work right now. And mm-hmm. it's just all a blessing. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we're so, I'm so glad to have you. And I just think this, this topic is going to be really interesting to talk about because I know the first time I heard of it, I think probably in grad school or something, it's like, it sounded kind of hokey to me. I'm like inner child work. Like, what is that? Like, what is your inner child? You know, of course, like probably making fun of it and you know, regretting that now. But um, as I've really dove into more and more the healing that comes from really being honest about your story and giving a voice to those parts of your story, especially the broken parts and how like giving yourself time and space to do that brings healing, you know, countering that sense that if I just don't think about it, if I bury it, if I pretend it didn't happen, (laughs) then maybe it'll just go away. Um, We're seeing that that is not how it works, um, even if we wish it was. And so I would just love for you to share a little bit about how, I mean, anything about that, how you kind of came to know about inner child work, um, any experience, personal or professional that you think, I don't know, would be good to know. Yeah. So I started delving into inner child work probably three or four years ago in my own therapy. So I was seeing a Catholic therapist at the time. And she um, kind of asked the question of what would your inner child need? And I never had heard that before. Mm, yeah. And we were been working on my own personal trauma. And um, for whatever reason, when she asked that question, it like shook something in me and really like awakened something too. And I, I kind of saw it as like this repressed part of myself that I had maybe like put on the wayside or put put to the side for just a really long time. And so when she had asked that, I had this clear vision of my childhood and just saw this different picture of myself of, instead of being this like uh, really broken or um, just uh, this despicable person, because that's kind of where my mindset was at the time. I saw myself as this like vulnerable, innocent, and just child who longs to be loved and understood. So I had this more compassionate lens. And so I started to like kind of see her within those sessions and more of her like questions of just like, what did your inner child need? What was she feeling? Try to get yourself back into that space, you know, where she had those big emotions and what was she wanting? So it really just shaped um, just how I thought about myself and gave me more compassion with my Mm -hmm. personal story. Mm -hmm. So from there, I started reading more about it, getting workbooks about it. And then I, when I got licensed last year, I wanted to make sure that this was part of my practice because it was just so healing for me. And I felt like it could be healing for so many people too. And I think a lot of people don't talk about the inner child or have forgotten their inner child. Um, And then I I saw the potential to bring God into this space and kind of using like opening ourselves up to the Holy Spirit to allow, you know, God to work through us, inviting, you know, even our blessed mothers so that they can kind of help reparent us and see um, our childhood for what it really was. And um, because I sometimes think that even in our best efforts to remember our inner child, it sometimes can be distorted. Mm -hmm. And so like inviting God to help us, you know, make sense of it and see the real true story of it is Mm -hmm. extremely helpful. Yeah. So that's kind of no, that's so good. I mean, one of the things that stuck out uh, to me, you're saying, I think it's so important and not talked about and overlooked is just having 
like that step in, in healing of having compassion towards your story, towards what's happened to you. Um, cause so often we're harsh towards ourselves and like, why am I like this? Why did I do this? What's wrong with me? Like, depending on what is bringing you in, like, why can't I just get over this thing or do the right, I mean, whatever, fill in the blank. Same thing with sin, which is really rooted in brokenness. Right. And so why do I keep confessing the same sin over and over again? Like just the way we, the enemy wants us to beat ourselves up and knowing that gets you stuck, but that freedom and healing so often comes as you look at your story and you, and it really, I mean, just when I, I'm passionate about talking about like the spiritual battle that, that goes on, that we need to just not be afraid of the enemy, but just know that we have one and that, you know, he has no problem attacking us in our most vulnerable times, which is in childhood when we're the most open, the most vulnerable to suggestions, to wounds, to all that. And so looking at those parts of our story and our inner child is so huge because that is um, where like it all kind of started, you know? And, and I think it's important to say this isn't a blame game. I think that's what a lot of people like, I don't want to blame my parents or they didn't do anything wrong or they weren't bad. Like, and, and just, that's not what we're not about that. There's no, nothing to gain from blaming, but I always say, and I'm sure you do too. Like we have to name it. We have to look at the truth of what happened um, and be able to thereby open ourselves up to the truth, you know, of what happened, what we need and, and what, like that, that question, like what, what did your, what would your inner child need? I mean, that's such a powerful question. You know, how have you seen that? Like, be open things up for yourself or for any of your clients, any stories or thoughts on that? Yeah. So for me personally, I could just really just see, like, I think the enemy, like you were saying, he distorts our vision and he sorts the truth. Right. And so he makes you believe in this like false narrative about yourself. So I, for so long, you know, thought that I was the problem or I caused some of my trauma. And so I could just see that I needed uh, validation, that, that that wasn't true, that I needed someone to tell me, like, you didn't cause any of it, like, it was not your fault, and what happened to you or the sins of other people, and, um, and that, you know, there's something worthy about you, and you're not this, like, um, damaged, you know, child who just causes bad things. And I believed that for so long. So I also, I think to, you know, do that work with my, my clients and they're able to come to similar um, conclusions, like to see themselves as, you know, worthy and to see themselves like as just needing compassion or validation or just reassurance. Um, and these things, like I get, again, that um, we're just, just so different than what they started to believe about themselves. And I think that the enemy had planted for so long in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, just being able to name unmet needs, I think, because so often when we look at our stories, I think we look for like what happened, but we're yeah. not really as good at maybe getting curious naturally about like what didn't happen or what we needed that we didn't get. And especially as a child, you don't know, you have no like no template, like you just get what you get. You didn't get what you didn't get. And so that just seems normal, but you know, there are certain things that every child needs to flourish and to develop a strong sense of self, to feel safe, to feel fill in the blank, positive, good thing that helps you, you know, you know, or, or even when something bad happens, like, like, you know, abuse or whatever that, um, you have what you need and the support you need to, get through that and to heal mm-hmm. and, and the, all the different things happen that, you know, 
that can hurt our ability to heal in, the, in that time or, or we don't receive things that we needed to have in order to develop, let's say, a stronger sense of self or um, self-worth and things like that. And so um, naming those, uh, being able to have a, a, put a name or a voice to those unmet needs um, where not normally, like I think I'm hearing you say, and I see a lot with my clients, there's this voice of condemnation that's like, you know, you were just too dramatic or you needed too much or um, like, I don't know. I mean, there's just endless, endless accusations, but that instead there's just this gentleness that gets in touch with even your unique heart because one child's heart isn't the same as another's. So I just love, it's just a simple question, but I think it's so good. Like what did your, like, what did, what did little film age, Bria, Karen, whoever like need in that moment that, never really, you never had to put a voice to, cause that yeah. is so huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just having that transformation that can come from there. And, um, where do you, when, in your experience, even in your story, like how have, cause that's really when, when my, my work with people on story work and forgiveness and, you know, looking at kind of what we're saying here, like, what did you believe? Like the lies you might've believed, like I'm dramatic, I'm too much, whatever. Um, I'm super curious about like your experience professionally or personally with integrating prayer and like spirituality into this process. Cause that's a little different than probably you were officially trained in like inner child work. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So it started with doing kind of the traditional secular inner child work where you just kind of get to know your inner child. I was doing a lot of journaling, writing letters to her, listening to songs that she used to listen to to just get more in touch with who she she is and what she is going through and what she's feeling. Um, But then it just didn't feel like it was enough for me because when it came time to reparent her, I felt like in my own like imperfection, I couldn't give her the support she really needed. And I needed, you know, the Lord to help me to reparent. So it was just more of like an openness and just uh, also an understanding that I couldn't do this alone. And that we do have a perfect father and we do have, you know, a holy mother who can be there to um, help support us in our like reparenting and going back there and giving, you know, our inner child something that she needed. So um, that kind of led me to just kind of opening myself up in prayer and inviting the kind of Holy Spirit in and um, doing a lot of also just um, kind of imagining my inner child and, and really you know, painting this picture in my mind of what was going on at the time, what was she needing, and then inviting the Lord and having a clear picture of him into that space with me. And then I could even like vision him, like kind of holding me, um, holding the inner child, or maybe holding uh, my adult self too, and helping me to hold the inner child. So there's a lot of ways I can get creative, but it was just, um, for me, it was just so transformational to bring in the Lord in that space and to envision him helping to support me in my inner child. And then I do the same with Our Lady as well. Um, Even the rosary could be something where I can help support my inner child of just kind of imagining um, our Blessed Mother and going through the different mysteries and like inviting my inner child there too. And just like seeing the way she's so tender and loving to our Lord and like applying that to my child self too. So there's a lot of different ways I practice this, but those are some like key ones for me. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. There's so much there. Um, first of all, I love 
just where I feel like, you know, there's good in this, even just the secular, secular inner child work. Like this is never, so I love God created like the mind and he's the author of all truth. But what's so great is when like, just when you explicitly, I think, bring him into it, it just makes it that much better. So you had this work and and I think as I'm listening to you, remembering more like, so you reparent, like the, the, like you might in a secular approach, think for yourself, like, what did I need? But there's this sense, it sounds like you're saying where you're like, well, I feel like I need some help here. <laughs> like, I don't, like, I'm not sure, you know, this outside wisdom um, and that you can go to like the seat of wisdom, to the source of all wisdom, to your actual heavenly father and mother for help. And this can be a very prayerful, spiritually healing exercise that is like transformational. So it's this, you know, we're looking into the way you think and what you believe and then really inviting. And I think as you're describing through you know, visualization, um, which is so powerful. Like, I mean, I tell people we, we are, how our brain works is it, you know, it learns through memories, through pictures and we replay them consciously, subconsciously, you know, just on some level through our memory and, and having new pictures that we can, we can, there's nothing wrong with making a new picture and inviting God into that. Um, that's, that's prayer. I mean, is that like technically Ignatian spirituality or whatever, like the, the Lectio Divina, you yeah. know, praying with scripture, visualizing yourself there. There's nothing wrong with taking the truth of your life and what happened and specifically inviting God into it, whether that's creatively, like Lord, show me the truth of what it looks like to be loved and to like, what, how would you be gentle with me in this situation? Or how would you respond? And just be, being in that receptive, vulnerable place with God, um, is so beautiful. But then even how you're sharing, like, let's say for some people, maybe that'd be a hard place to start. Maybe it's to be that open and creative at, at the beginning that you can use the rosary and meditating on. And so I'd love to, whatever you want to go on, either of those things to kind of take us a little deeper for someone who's like, wow, I think, maybe I'd like to pray with the Lord about some of these places that, um, you know, and I don't recommend just as a disclaimer, anyone dive into any deep trauma by themselves. Like I recommend we're not, we're not telling you to do that just so you know, but if there are some places where you're just like, you know, I think my younger self didn't maybe get everything that I needed. And, and I really would like to open myself in prayer to the reparenting of my perfect heavenly father and mother, you know, what, what would you say? Like, how would you maybe recommend somebody kind of open themselves up like some tips or thoughts on that? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is spending time just journaling and just getting to know your story and the perspective too of your inner child. So just trying to ask yourself questions like, you know, what did she need? What was she feeling? Um, What were some really tough experiences that she went through? Um, how was she parented? Um, what style of parenting would you say best describes your, your parents, things like that. And then I would take what you wrote in prayer. So I would just, um, start off by just, you know, Lord, like help me to see what you want me to see and, um, read it through, like, as if he's sitting right next to you. And I think from there, it's kind of opens you up to um, just explore this a little bit more deeply. Um, And I I think too, that the Lord will speak to you and you can even practice like writing down the Lord's response to that. Um, So Mm -hmm. so that's something that I've tried to, and I feel like it's a good entry level um, practice that just kind of opens you up to the Lord and what he might be saying. Um, 
And it's a little bit easier to do, to kind of put yourself into that space of like, okay, what do you think the Lord's telling you right now? Or what, how would you respond to this mm-hmm. and writing that down? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, that I love that. Step. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, and I, it's kind of, um, like a prayer, let's say a prayer habit that I encourage people to do sometimes is this, this two-way journaling, but taking it to kind of a more specific focused place of, okay, here's a wounded part in my heart, or here's a place where I just feel like I need to hear the Lord speaking to me and to really turn it into sort of this, I think this meta, I think it enhances the situation to really allow yourself to visualize, to really enter into kind of whatever that came up as you're journaling, picture it yourself with the Lord there and just like receive. I think there's just this, this ability to challenge yourself. If you're not used to praying or journaling like this, to challenge yourself, to expect that your father wants to talk to you. Like, I think so often well, I'll hear from people, God doesn't speak to me. And it's like, well, clearly you have a good father, good fathers speak to their children. Like, and this isn't meant to be like, well, you're not listening. That's not what I'm saying, (laughs) but it's just like, there is this like expectation where, sitting in quiet, like really opening your heart to the Lord and, and waiting to hear like what, what thoughts pop into your mind that you might jot down, um, and just, and just receiving and right. And what I love about when you write it down and I love this recommendation is you can return to it. It's like, so often, even in my time with the Lord, I have to go back and be like, Oh yeah, you told me this. I need to sit in this again. I need to remind myself and re-receive this, this word or this comfort. Um, and it's so healing. Cause that is really like, you're actually receiving something. You're actually healing and creating, let's say a new neural pathway where there was an old response that you were used to expecting and receiving, let's say in a situation or in a certain relationship. And then God wants to say, no, this is like what you're meant to receive and to go back there. And when you write it down, you know, you can more habitually go back. And I've had different people I work with be like, you know, you want to like, this was a place the Lord really wants to kind of really um, develop a new pathway. So you don't just want to go there once when you write it down, you can return there and like sit in that word or sit in that, that visualization of the Lord with you. And just like, I don't say like soak in it, you know, um, and receive it. That's really beautiful. I love that. It's a great, a great idea um, to really help people dive into that. That's awesome. So great. I mean, is there anything else that you feel like in this, within this topic of inner child work, um, as it relates to, you know, healing and relationship with God and that you feel like would be something that would be helpful for people to, to apply to their own, their own lives or their own stories? Well, I, I definitely want to emphasize the the resting and receiving piece because I think mm-hmm. sometimes within a child work, it's a lot of like probing and trying to fix and change. And that's not really what you're trying to do. It's a lot about just accepting, receiving and and, and being really open um, and, and then just resting with that knowledge, even when it's painful, like you're not really trying to go back and, you know, change the whole course of your child because it already happened mm-hmm. um it's really about like okay how do I go back and learn and then also apply it to my adult self now and then to my own children if you are a parent like how do I apply this in my own parenting with my children because a lot of times we repeat a lot of the things that happen to us in our child when we don't um you know go back and reflect and you know take it to prayer and things like that so um that's I think really important to just emphasize when you're doing this work Mm-hmm. No, I love both, two things you said. I, I always, I feel like that's a, the, the, the phrase rest and receive, um, resting and receiving the Lord speaks that to me so often, just that phrase like rest and receive, which is so, um, 
not the way of our world. Like we, at least when I was first heard that spoken, I'm not even sure where, but I was like, that doesn't, those don't go together. You don't rest and receive anything. Like you have to work to receive, you know, but that is not like, that's not how, how God wants to be with us, especially in this process of healing and that it isn't like about figuring it out, fixing it, all that, but that there is a, a place of like vulnerability or receptivity. Is that what I'm kind of hearing you say? Um, so like, what would it look like if you weren't resting and receiving? What would be like the temptation to like do instead of that? What would you say? Yeah, I think just uh, this endless trying to fix yourself or like, um, like going back again and like uh, trying to change what happened, like kind of wrestling in that space of like, um, I need to, you know, like, I'll just give you a personal example. So I, in my own therapy, I was going back to this experience I had that was really traumatic for me. And I was trying to get myself, my adult self to walk with my inner child and do this really hard thing that I experienced now with more confidence, right? And so I thought this is going to help me if I could get her to redo that ex experience now with confidence and just with the assurance that God is with me and like all of these beautiful things. But I saw in my, my visualization that she did not want to walk. Um, she didn't want to move forward. She was like fighting it. And then I had this really clear vision of the Lord telling me, no, 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 no. That's because you know, she doesn't need to walk and redo this and relive this experience. She just needs to rest here. And I saw her like just laying and, and it's a really like traumatic experience for me, but she, instead of moving forward, she just sits there and rests. And I just kind of hold her wow. and I could see the Lord working in that, just that, this process of just laying there and just like kind of in a fetal position too. Yeah. And it was so healing. So I think, yeah, the temptation might be to like, go change things, fix it redo that scenario. But I, I don't think that that's, at least for me personally, it's not what the Lord's been calling me to do yeah. at all. Oh, that is so beautiful. So beautiful mm -hmm. because yeah, that's a great, and thank you for sharing vulnerably from your own experience. That's, that's just so powerful because I just think, I mean, I can relate to that. It's like, okay, this, this is what we're going to do. Like, this is, we're going to face this and we're going to do it and we're going to do it with Jesus and it's going to be better. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Like, I don't care how bad it was. Like, we're going to like do it differently this time or something. And he's like, chill. You don't have to do that again. Like why? You know, like we're so much more harder on ourselves and God is so gentle with us in the process of healing is gentle. And I think we don't like, I think a lot of people are afraid of the word healing because they don't think it's going to be gentle. They think it's going to be painful, like resetting a bone without any painkillers or something. <laughs> no, to be fair, it is not like, you know, healing is, is challenging, like, and it can be painful, but there's a lot of times where we think it's supposed to be more painful than God has intended for it to be and letting him lead it. And I just love how you just sense him being like, no, like you don't, you don't have to do that. Like you can actually be healed from back here, <laughs> you, know, you know, just, just letting me take care of you. Or, I mean, I'm sure I'm putting my own words into your experience, but, but just, uh, yeah, letting him care for you, um, without having to kind of re-traumatize or go through that is kind of what I'm hearing you say. Um, so you can rest, you can be healed from rest as opposed from, as opposed to just having to like force yourself to go where you'd rather not or whatever. That's so, so beautiful. Um, yeah, I just think that that's powerful just to be able to, to rest, to receive and to let God kind of do the, shall we say the heavy lifting of, of our healing, <laughs> of our healing journey. That's awesome. 
Wow. Um, man, I just feel like we could go on and on. I think there were these other things that I wanted to ask you, but they kind of all flew out of my head in this, in that, in that story there. But, um, I just feel like that it's just that in itself, I think is so powerful because I mean, just knowing God as this gentle healer who, mm-hmm. who wants us to just let him love us. Um, and I actually, I remember what I was going to say now when it comes to parenting, I think this is huge. And this would, could probably be a maybe future episode for us. Cause I've been seeing some of your posts recently about how parenting like is really an opportunity to heal on a whole other level. If we let it be, um, it's not automatic though, <laughs> because a lot, there's a lot of temptation to run, to numb, to avoid, to beat ourselves up and just stay in the beat myself up mode when we inevitably are going to make mistakes in parenting, fall short of what we promised ourselves we would or wouldn't do. But it, but it's that, that's a perfect example of where, um, that gentleness and like, Hmm, where is this coming from? This pattern of behaving or relating or treating whoever Mm -hmm. husband, child, that I promised myself I wouldn't do. And here I am like doing that. I wonder if there's some like, like story from my childhood, my, some inner child work that I need to like pray about and ask God about. Um, and I think that probably could be another episode we do together, but I do think, um, to be aware of that in situations where, you know, your own parenting, your own story might be kind of popping up into your, your life. And you're just beating yourself up for a response of that. You're something you're doing or not doing that you want to be different. And you keep thinking, if I just work harder, if I just like go to confession again and yes, go to confession. Like don't not, go to confession. but there's probably like something like God wants to talk to you about in, in a deeper way. That's going to be gentle and loving and not harsh and critical. If you're hearing a harsh and critical voice, it's not the voice of God. And so, um, it's time to kind of tune to a new channel, um, and kind of see, okay, what, what is that place? Where did I learn this? Where did I begin to, um, know, kind of see this sort of interacting or experience this and have a a place of of curiosity towards that. Um, but then expectation that God like wants to meet you there and help you rest and receive (laughs) his, his healing in Mm -hmm. that place. So, oh my goodness, so much good stuff there. Um, so I want to know too, so it just for anyone listening who might be like, oh my gosh, this girl and her expertise with, with inner, inner child healing. I didn't ask you this before we started, but is it possible for people to find you if they wanted to work with you? Are you accepting new clients? I seriously didn't ask her guys this before we started recording. Um, but I just, I'm just curious, are you, or is that possible for people who are in the, I'm sure in those States you're licensed in or anything like that? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you can go on my website, website com, and you can book a consultation. Consultations are completely free. So if you just wanted to like talk about the inner child work and see if it will work for you and your story or be helpful, we could just chat about that. You don't have to even book therapy with me. I am totally available and taking new clients. Awesome. <laughs> and just, I'll also that's great. And I'll put your, your website. So you guys don't have to remember that. Um, I'll put it in the, in the show notes to have a, you can just click and, and check it out because they can just tell this work that you do is really powerful and really needed right now. And so, um, I really know I could talk to you about this probably for another 
I know hour or so, but for the sake of time, I feel like we can wrap it up here today, but, um, so much goodness guys. I just encourage you to just really spend some time, um, in prayer with the Lord journaling, really seeking if there's places that, you know, getting curious about, about your child, inner child, about where God wants to speak to you, practice listening, writing it down, listen to this again, take some notes, maybe next time, if you, if you get a chance to just have a, have a roadmap, um, for just pursuing this healing, this kind of healing. And definitely if you're having, if you've got some bigger stuff going on, reach out to Bria, like reach out and see, I mean, like she can give you some guidance if for whatever reason she can't necessarily work with you. She might be able to give you some other tools or or help you out. So, um, but thank you so much for being here today. I know this is going to be really helpful for our listeners and, um, really helpful for me. I'm excited to apply some of this in my own life too. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, have a wonderful day, everybody. And we will see you again on the next podcast. Bye. Hey, friends. Thanks for listening today. Just wanted to let you know again that if you're interested in signing up for the Lenten journey with Jenny and me, the Rewriting Your Story with God Lenten journey, you can sign up for that via the link in the show notes of this podcast. And also be sure to start following the Jenny and me and the True Good and Beautiful Project is what we're calling our work together. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook and just stay in the know of all that we have got going on together as we partner to you know, help you guys just receive the fullness of life that God has for you. So thanks for listening today. Be sure to like this podcast, leave us a review if you're enjoying it too, so we can reach many more people with this message. Thanks so much. God bless.